but yet you're not going to put your hope in me, the God that has performed miracles in front of your eyes, the one that knows the past, the present, the future, that's omnipresent, that knows you personally and created you. I created you and you're not going to trust, you're not going to put your faith in me and in my plan. Soundstripe. Hey guys, welcome to the Lord I Need You podcast. This is episode 5, titled The Trinity, The Planner, Part 1. My name is Kafir Shistol, and I'm going to be your messenger for today and for this podcast. So not just today, so as long as you want to listen, I will be your messenger. Lucky you. But I do want to get a little bit into, before we start, before I go in the plugs and the prayer, and then we get going, I do want to say I'm sorry I haven't been around for two weeks. I know I have not posted in two weeks but my sister came home for her birthday, and it was like right halfway between one week and left halfway between the other week. And I thought I could get it done, an episode done within the beginning of the week and the end of the week. But it didn't work out that way. But it's a good thing that it didn't work out that way because the Lord asked me when I was doing my God time before my sister came halfway through the week. I was doing my God time, and the Lord asked me to speak on the Trinity and I look, I did a double take, a double, yeah, a double take because I don't really know a lot about the Trinity. And I was like, how am I supposed to speak on the Trinity if I don't know a ton about it? And so the beginning of the week and then after my sister left and the end of the week, the next following week, I was able to just do a bunch of research and studying and learn. And I got to grow in my knowledge on the Trinity so I can come to you guys and at least bring you a little bit of knowledge on the Trinity. So it was a blessing for sure. And the Lord has a three-part series for you. So part two and part three will be released next week. So two in one week. So don't worry, I got you guys covered. We'll get this Trinity series done and out there so you guys can listen to it. So I'm super pumped about it. I hope you're excited. It's going to be a good time. So let's check out. Oh, and by the way, I also want to say before I start that I usually just like to go Find a, find a piece of scripture that the Lord wants me to speak on and then study through it and go through it. And, but I don't like to go from verse to verse to verse to verse and jump around. But with this and the Trinity, fun fact, the Trinity, the word Trinity is not, is not written in the Bible. So it's very hard to find a, one specific story explaining the Trinity or something I can go off of. So I'm going to have to go to a bunch of different verses to find... Uh, wording on the Trinity, and it's going to be good. So get those uh, Bible flipping fingers ready, because we're going to be jumping around this this word a lot. We have probably like eight different verses we're going to hit today, and that's on the low end of the next three, the next two episodes. So we're going to be flipping, and it's going to be good. But I need you to stay with me, and we'll be good. So I also have to do this. I'm sorry, I know it's the worst part, but plugs, we need to get this out there. We need to get this to as many people as possible. We want them to know. We want them to hear the Lord's word, and we want his message to be getting out there. So let's 
go over some plugs real quick. You can find this podcast anywhere, The Lord I Need You Podcast, Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, you know, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you'll be able to find it. You can also find it, you can find clips of it on social media, which is Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. I will be, so every time an episode comes out, a little clip of the episode will come out too, and it'll be almost like a notification. Now for Instagram and TikTok, you can type in Lord I Need You instead of spaces, do periods, because uh, that was the only option they gave me. So that's where you can find the Lord I Need You podcast. Now before we jump into this, uh, the Trinity, the Planner Part 1, we're going to do a little prayer. So if you're able, please take off your hats, uh, put your hands together, close your eyes, bow your heads in respect to speak into the big man himself. Dear Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for this time that we get to spend with you. Thank you f- for just the ability to listen to this podcast and the ability to be able to share it with uh, your children, Father. Uh, I pray for me personally that I'm able to uh, share your message the way you wish it to be shared. And Father, I pray that that if I stop speaking of you or stop speaking uh, what you want me to speak, that you close my mouth. Um, and if I am, Lord, please just help it flow freely and bless those who are listening to it. For those who are listening, thank you for having them be here, Father. I pray that they just receive what you want them to know in this and that we all get to learn a little bit about you and the Trinity and what all that means. So we thank you. Uh, prepare our hearts, our souls, and our minds for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get into this, guys. So, I do want to speak a little bit, we'll go through a few verses before I go into why this is the planner, and I'll give you a little bit of a background on what all that means and stuff, why it says the Trinity, the planner. But before, I do want to set some ground rules, and I want to open up first to, oh, sorry, you'll also be hearing a bunch of page flipping, because I got a lot of papers in front of me. But I do want you to open up to the first verse of the day is going to be Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. So if you can open up to that, if you have your Bible with you, if not, I'll read it. I got you. But I want to open up to that and I want to read it real quick. And then I want to discuss kind of how this relates to what we're going to be talking about. So verses 18 through 20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach those new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, this is scripture is used a lot for giving to, you know, to new pastors or to new evangelists, right? This is one of the main pastors they give you. And what's happening right now is Jesus is talking to his disciples. After he died and rose again, he's back. He's been back for a while now um, in his earthly body as Jesus. And this is his last kind of, his last words to his disciples before he goes uh, back up to his father in heaven. Now, the reason why I want to highlight this verse is because it says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit mentioning the trinity now again the word trinity is not found in the bible but this is mentioning the trinity the the father the son and the holy spirit and this is saying baptize them in all their names now baptizing is the second biggest thing we can do as christians obviously the first biggest thing is giving our life to christ Um, that's the essence of our faith and believing in our faith but then the second biggest thing that we can do is proclaiming it out to those 
who don't know or proclaiming our faith out to the world that, hey, I'm, I believe in Jesus. I know he died for my sins and I give my life to him. Baptism is huge for those following Jesus. It's one of our one of the biggest things that we need to do as followers. Now, I want to highlight that whenever someone gets baptized, they get baptized in the in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's not just in the name of God or just in the name of Jesus or just in the name of the Holy Spirit. They're all important and they all have their all have their roles to play in our lives and they're all huge and they're all major and we need to. And this these next 3 episodes are just going to help us kind of clarify what their jobs are um, and what their main purpose is in our lives. And so, again, just right there, Jesus Jesus proclaims that we need to be baptized in all three because all three are important, all three are him. Because the Trinity, they're all the same. They're all different, but they're all the same. And I know that's hard to understand. We'll get into that a little bit. But again, I also want to get into why, like, I want to set your expectations for this podcast because... This podcast, if you're looking for answers on the Trinity, like for it to make complete sense to you and for it to be clear as day and like, oh yeah, that's the Trinity. That's an easy way to explain it. I hate to burst your bubble, but this is not that. You're not going to find an answer here. Now, it might make more sense. It might help you understand it, but it's not going to be a complete answer. not going to fulfill all the desires of your heart when it comes to this. Uh, You're not going to find that answer here or I think anywhere in my personal opinion. Uh, This is strictly for growth. Uh, This is strictly for growth to understanding what the Trinity is, understanding the roles of uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit within our lives, and just to give, you know, more knowledge uh, on the Trinity and stuff. That's the the point of these three episodes. Um, Because we're trying to understand something that isn't of this world. We're trying to understand something that is spiritual and of God. And with our earthly sinful minds, that is impossible to do but we can understand it more and grow in it more and and get to know the lord more now i want to highlight on that point of we're not we're never going to know but we can grow our faith in it and we're never going to know completely is what i mean and for those who don't know christ and for those who are listening that you haven't given your life to christ this is going to be almost impossible to understand. Now, let me explain that. So I want you to open up, again, another verse. I want you to open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And it will explain to you why I say that. Give me a sec while I open up here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. There you are. Now, I'm going to read it, and then I'll explain a little more. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Now this is very deep and it's so stinking good. We're going to be coming back to this chapter 2, Paul's message of wisdom. But this is the reason why those who can't, those who haven't given their life to Christ aren't going to understand the Trinity at all. It's not going to make any sense to you. And that is because when you give your life to Christ, you receive the Spirit of God within you, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit. Now, one, that's huge in itself. So that's a whole other topic, and that's going to be episode th- episode 7. Because having the God Spirit within you, that, that blows my mind. But anyway, 
when you have the God's spirit within you, you're able to understand more spiritual things because it is of God. The Trinity is of God. And once we receive God's spirit, we'll be able to understand the Trinity a little bit more. Now, again, we're, you can't understand completely everything of the creator of the universe because he is the creator of the universe. And that we're not going to understand. Our feeble little minds aren't going to understand everything. But with his spirit within us, we're going to be able to know more. And to have a personal relationship with him. Because, you know, you get to know someone when you start to have a personal relationship with someone. You understand them more. Same thing here. If you don't understand, if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord and haven't given your life to Christ, you don't have God's spirit within you. So you're not going to be able to understand him. So you're not going to be able to understand the Trinity, with which is a spiritual uh, thing. And so you have the earth's spirit within you and not, the, and not God's spirit. So for those who don't know Christ and haven't given themselves to Christ, this isn't going to make a lot of sense at all. And that's okay. That's why we're here. We're here to grow. Um, and and at the end of every episode, I the Lord has asked me to give those listening a chance to receive him as their Heavenly Father. And so I would recommend going back to some of the other episodes and listening to uh, those so that when you come here, you'll have the Lord's Spirit within you. And you can understand this a little bit more. But if you want to stay, by all means, stay and listen. Because this is all still good stuff. And it's all still from the Lord. So, we got all that out of the way. We're already 12 and a half minutes in. Now we're actually going to dive in to what this title of this episode means. And dive in to that. So, the Trinity. The planner. We're going to start off with God the Father. And with all my research that I've been doing for two weeks and listening to theologians, diving into the Word, seeing what it has to say about the Trinity, theologians have been able to kind of classify, not not put them in a box, but help us understand what their jobs are. You know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, what their specific jobs are, because even though they're all the same and they're all God, they're also different, and they're different for a reason. They have different jobs within our lives. Um, and I think that's super cool and it's super beautiful, but we're going to fo- focus on God here, the Father, and theologians have found, and through Scripture, is proven that the Father is the planner. Out of the three, and we're going to go into the other two in the next two episodes, but for now, the Father is the planner. And we're going to walk through some verses, we're going to kind of see the evidence behind it, and see what Jesus and the Holy Spirit has to say about the Father being the planner, because they actually prove that their Father is the planner, and and what all that means. So, God is essentially a planner. Again, he knows all, right? He knows the past, the present, and the future. So he knows all and he has a plan for our lives. He has a plan for the world. He has a plan for us specifically. He has a plan for all of his children. He has a plan for all of his creations. So we're going to dive into that. Let's first open up to our first verse of the day with the planner, because I know you've already opened up to like two of them. Isaiah chapter 14. Where are you? There you are. Isaiah chapter 14. Verses 26 through 27. We're going to dive into that first. Now, to give you some background on what verses 26 through 27 have to say, this is Isaiah's message, because we're in the book of Isaiah. This is Isaiah's message to the Assyrians that the Lord has given him. So there's some background. So we'll dive into verses 26 through 27. I have a plan for the whole earth, a hand of judgment upon all the nations, the Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? When he has hand is risen, who can stop him? Now, it's a very simple verse, 
But again, it's the Lord is telling Isaiah that I have a plan for this whole earth. I have a plan for you. I have a plan for my children. But I have an overall big plan. And right now he's giving to the Assyrians, he's giving kind of his authority over his plan. I mean, this is God we're talking about, right? This is the creator of all things. And when he has a plan, it is a plan that can't be thwarted. It can't be changed. Um, And so... Again, God is just putting his authority um, on his plan. Like, this is my plan. Nothing is going to come against it. Now, let's find another another verse of his authority, of his plan. Let's jump to Isaiah 46, verses 3 through 10. 3 through 10. So here, and it reads, Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you. I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Some people pour out their silver and gold and hira and craftsmen to make a God from it. Then they bow down and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders and when they set it down, it stays there and it can't even move. And when someone prays to it, there is no answer. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. Do not forget this. Keep in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I've done in the past. For I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Ding! Ding! The Lord... Kind of put his foot down on this one. Um, but again, it's reversing his authority and reminding them that I am the planner. The God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he has a plan. And this is my plan. Nothing's going to come against it because I am God. Now, to give you some background on this, this is this is um, God reminding his authority to the Babylonians on their fake gods. So these are the false gods that the Babylonians have created themselves. Now, I want to emphasize kind of the tone shift that goes along in here because you can see in the beginning, it's very lovey-dovey. It's very, I love you, you're my children. I care for you because he says, I've carried you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. Um, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair and white age. I made you, I will care for you. So it's very lovey-dovey in the beginning and then all of a sudden it switches to who is my equal? You carry around on your shoulders and set it down and it does nothing. And you pray to it and it doesn't answer you. And then he goes, keep in mind, remember this, you guilty ones. I actually underlined that in my Bible because, you know, we're all sinful human beings. But he reminds us, you were all guilty. You were all guilty of sin. And then he points out his, then he points out the deficiencies in these idols. I mean, he's, he's blown away. Again, he knows this was going to happen, but it doesn't change the frustration in it because people are literally creating something out of, not, you know, they're creating something out of materials. They're creating a materialistic thing. And then they're literally putting their hope and their love and their desires into this thing that's just going to sit there and literally rust away. It literally can't do nothing. It just sits there. And the Lord obviously points that out. He's like, it's going to do nothing. You put your hope in something that's going to do nothing just because you can see it and maybe touch it. But yet you're not going to put your hope in me, the God that has performed miracles in front of your eyes, the one that 
knows the past, the present, the future, that's omnipresent, that knows you personally and created you. I created you and you're not going to trust, you're not going to put your faith in me and in my plan. Because again, once you want to put your plan in someone that knows the future, I mean, if someone knows the future, obviously you want to put your plan in them because it's safe. And he loves you. God loves you. So his plan is going to be beautiful for you. I mean, he all has this hopeful, beautiful plan for us. Now it's up to us to, with our free will, to follow it and to follow his plan. But like he said, he created you. He held you before you were even born. And he has a plan for your life and we're just going to throw it. I mean, yes, this sounds crazy to put it in, in an idol and to build an idol and to put it in your home and then to worship it. But yet it happens all the time today. It might not be a physical statue of some kind, but we do it today with money, with materialistic items, with our jobs. We idolize those things and those become the things we worship and put our hope in, but yet we don't put our hope in the God who knows everything. So I just think it was awesome. The Lord put his foot down. I mean, we still need that today. And that's why I underlined the guilty ones to remind ourselves that we are guilty. So why don't we put our trust in the plan that God made? Because he is the ultimate planner. Crazy stuff. So next, we're going to go over to Genesis. So we're going to open up the front of the Bible. Genesis chapter 37. So let's open up to Genesis chapter 37. We're going to look at verses 14 through 17. Let me acquire them. Okay, I got it. So, now before I read this, this is a big overarching story. But again, this proves the all-knowing that was just read in Isaiah chapter 46, verses 3 through 10. We just read it. So this is kind of that reassuring that all-knowing power of God and why that alone proves to you that you should follow his plan and that he is the planner. So this is a very big story, but we're going to look at a very small section of the story. And it's a part of the story that's very overlooked. So let's dive into it and read it real quick. So verses 14, verses 14 through 17. Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along, Jacob said. Then come back and bring me a report. So Jacob sent him on his way, and Joseph traveled to Sheshechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. When he arrived there, a man from the area noticed him wandering around the countryside. What are you looking for? He asked. I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph replied. Do you know where they, where they are pasturing their sheep? Yes, the man told him. They have moved on from here, but I heard them say, let's go on to Dothan. So, jo so Joseph followed his brothers to Dothan and found them there. Now to those, to those who know the word probably know what story I'm talking about. This is the story of Joseph and give you a little bit of background. Joseph was was favored by his father, Jacob. Uh, he was his father's favorite. And I think there was 12 brothers? I think. I can't remember the exact number of brothers. But there's a bunch of other brothers, and they all didn't like Joseph because of they were his father's favorite. And so when Joseph comes to find his brothers, his brothers are all mad at him and angry. And there's other things that happened that made them even more angry with him. But what ends up happening is they pretend to kill him. They don't. They sell him into slavery. He becomes a slave. And then from being a slave, he does everything right and still gets thrown in jail. And then in jail, he gets forgotten about. And then after all this and all this pain that he goes through, he becomes the right-hand man of Pharaoh in Egypt. But the reason why I picked this little part of this story here 
is to prove, is to show you that God's plan is so intricate and so beautiful because he knows every little detail of every part of our lives that this one little mess up here in this little verse section could have thrown off the whole plan. Could have thrown everything off and nothing would have happened. He wouldn't have been sold into slavery. He wouldn't have been attemptedly killed. He wouldn't have been thrown in jail, which are all good things probably. But then with all out all that, he wouldn't be the right-hand man of Pharaoh in Egypt, which is exactly where God wanted him to be. And God knew that that's where he wanted him to be. But all this right here had to happen. He had to be wandering around and this random man had to be, had to see him because what if the random man didn't see Joseph? Joseph would still be wandering, maybe not have found his brothers, we don't know. And then none of that would have happened. But then, as well on top of this, that that man just happens to say something to Joseph, and Joseph asks, and this man just happens to have seen them, which that that could have merely been missed. The man could have totally not seen them at all. Or this man, he says he overheard where the brothers were going. What if he didn't hear where the brothers were going? Oh, yeah, I saw your brothers, but I have no idea where they went. Joseph, again, never finds his brothers, never goes through all the growth and the challenging situations that he's put in. But then at the the end of the day, he's not the right-hand man of Pharaoh where God used him in miraculous ways. So nothing's a coincidence. I want to hone in that point. Nothing is a coincidence in your life. Everything that happens happens for a reason, and it's all part of the Lord's plan. Now, he has an ultimate plan for us. He has the plan. If we follow the Lord's plan, then he has a beautiful thing for us. Now, it's not going to be easy, and we're going to get into that here in a hot second. But his plan is is miraculous and beautiful and exactly what his plan is for us. And yet it's so intricate and so detailed that every part of your life the Lord already knows is going to happen. And all we have to do is follow him. And all we have to do is follow what he says and follow his plan. And it's going to be greater than you can imagine. Now, with that said, I know a lot of people are like, well, what about all the crappy things that happened in my life? What about all the hard things that happens? I mean, here in Joseph, he gets literally thrown into slavery and then thrown in jail. So, like, what about all those crappy things? Are those all part of God's plans? Because that sucks. I don't want to follow a God that is going to hurt me. Now, yes, I understand that because I've gone through my own stuff like that. But I also want to say, he's a good, good father. Hard things happened in your life, yes, but they were all made to grow. They were all made to grow you. And they grew you to the man you are today or the woman you are today. And that wouldn't happen if those painful things didn't happen. Let's say getting punished by your dad or by your mom for a lie that you said or whatever. You lie a little bit less, don't you? You might not stop lying completely, but you lie a little less. And that's growth. But yet, being in trouble by your parents isn't fun. Isn't a fun thing to do. Isn't a fun thing to be. Now, that's all part of the plan. Because it's growing you. Again, Joseph would not be the man God needed him to be. Being put in a position of being the right-hand man of Pharaoh. If he didn't go to jail and get forgotten about if he didn't get sold into slavery. He wouldn't have been that man that God needed him to be, being the right-hand man of Pharaoh. Same thing goes for us. When we go through our troubling times, 
It's meant to grow you. Grow you into the man that or woman that God has created you to be. It's not going to grow. You're not going to grow without any challenges. So yes, those challenges suck while they're happening and they hurt. But yet it's needed. And if you look at it as a growing opportunity, then it's going to hurt a lot less. I mean, for me personally, I've said this multiple times and the Lord still hasn't asked me to share the whole story yet. But I've been on a journey with the Lord for two and a half years that has been brutal. It has been brutal. For me personally... It's been very, very hard. And literally yesterday, I was sitting on the couch in complete anger and frustration saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be, I don't want to follow this plan anymore because this sucks. This is really hard. And I don't know if I want to do it anymore because it's so painful. But yet I come here and I'm speaking to you guys and it reminds me that this is all part of his plan. And this is all meant to grow me. I mean, two and a half years ago, the man I was two and a half years ago, unrecognizable to who I am today. And the things I've gone through and the things that has prepared me, I the things that the Lord has prophesied in my life in the future, there's no way I could achieve those if I didn't go through these two and a half years of pain and growth. Because what the Lord has prophesied me in the future is something that I need to be mentally strong for super mentally tough for. And that's one thing I didn't have two and a half years ago. And after these two and a half years have gone by, my mental strength has gone through the roof. And that's all part of his plan. You see, the Lord is the God. God the Father is the planner because he knew that since he knows the past, the present, and the future. He knows that. So he knows to put, what to put you on and what to what to struggles to put into your life to grow you to be that man, to be that better man or woman. Again, it's not going to be pain. It's not going to be all roses and butterflies. It's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. But that's good. That's good because that means the Lord is shaping you into the man or woman that he's always designed you to be. Because he has that perfect plan for you in your life. Okay. Enough of that little rampage there. We're going to dive in to what Jesus and the Holy Spirit have to say about the Lord being the planner, because they confirm that God is the planner in the, within the Trinity. So let's open up to John chapter 4. Where are you? John chapter 4, verses 33 through 34. There they are. So let's jump into verses 33 through 34. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Very simple, but very direct and to the point. Jesus Jesus literally tells the disciples, I'm not here to do my own stuff. I'm not here to do my own work and have my own fun. I'm here to do the work of the Lord, my Father. I'm, I'm here to fulfill his plan for me and for the earth and for all of you. So again, there's Jesus fulfilling his father's plan and and confessing that there is a plan, that there is a plan for all of them and for him as well, and that he's just following the Lord's plan. And if Jesus is going to follow the Lord's plan, then why don't we? Let that one sit for a little bit inside of you. Now let's again see what Jesus has to say in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Matthew chapter 26. 
39. Where are you? There you are. Now, I'm going to read this and you'll understand what the, what part of the story that we're on. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Now here he's he's in the garden and he's waiting. He knows the plan of the Lord because again this is the Trinity, so they're all the, they're all one. So Jesus is God and is the Holy Spirit, but again they all have their different missions per se. And he's pleading with his father, asking him again because what we just talked about. We know that his plan can be painful. And he knows how painful it's going to be. And yet, I mean, to the point where he sweats blood because he's so terrified of the pain that's going to come. But he also knows the growth that's going to come from it. And that more, and that's more important. And he knows that it's his father's plan. And then he knows that his father loves him and that his father only wants good for him. And that this is necessary to save his children, to save us, to save all of his children, so that we have an opportunity to forgive or to ask for forgiveness of our sins. Jesus knew that God's plan was more important than, than his comfort level. And so I just think that's that's huge that Jesus I mean, sweating blood in fear of what is to come. But yet, even though he asked, it's almost like he knew that when he asked, he knew he, he wasn't going to receive it. Because again, he knows his father's plan because he is his father. But he, he knew that he wasn't going to receive it. And when he knew that, he said, yet I want your will, not mine. I want your plan, not mine. And that's that's incredible. Now let's now let's kind of translate to the Holy Spirit and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about God and His plan. So let's open up to First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter two, uh, verses nine through sixteen. First Corinthians chapter two, verses nine through sixteen. Now this is a little bit of a bigger one, and it is so good. I told you, I mean, because before we we read First Corinthians chapter two, verses fourteen. So that verse is going to be in here, but this verse is amazing, and um, it really explains what the Holy Spirit's job, not what his job is, but also like the Lord's plan within the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit confirming that the Lord is the planner. So to give you some background before we jump in, it's Paul's message to the Corinthians and the churches of Corinth. So... Let's dive in and see what Paul, what the Lord is having Paul say to them. So verse 9, that is what the scripture means when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Again, for God's plan for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. I get deep secrets. That's part partly the Trinity. If we don't, if we don't, if we have God's Spirit, then we'll be able to 
know God's deep secrets and God's trinity and what that means. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, for those who have given their life to Christ, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us, the Trinity, and knowledge behind it. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive truth from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves can't evaluate by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach them, to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. There was a ton in there, but it was all amazing. And here's the whole thing. Here's the whole point. And this is the Holy Spirit. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Is that we're not going to be able to understand the Trinity and the planner and what Jesus and the Holy Spirit's jobs are. We're not going to be under, able to understand that in full until we receive God's Spirit, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit. Which I think is incredible. And we totally push over. I literally said this in my small group on Monday, what two days ago. We were talking about the Spirit of God which is the Holy Spirit, and that we receive the Holy Spirit when we give our lives to Christ, you're literally receiving the Spirit of God within you. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who created everything and knows all. You're receiving His Spirit within you when you give your life to Christ. What a gift. How incredible is that? And yet we choose to bow down to other things and to give our lives to earthly things. And yet we are given the spirit of God and the chance to know him personally through the Holy Spirit. And yet we just throw that away or push it aside. Even once we receive receive it, we push it away and go live our lives. That is incredible and that we're not going to understand the Trinity if we don't give our life to Christ because we're that's a it's a spiritual thing and we're trying to take our earthly ways and our earthly minds to understand something that's spiritual. Well, when we receive God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, then we're able to understand these spiritual things more in depth and grow in them more. Now, again, this is God Almighty and we're not going to understand everything he does, but we'll be able to understand more his power. And his crazy beautifulness in all of it. Even when it's hard. So now that you guys have seen, the Holy Spirit confirms that God is the planner. Jesus confirms that he's the planner. And throughout the word that the Lord's plan is beautiful. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it might be painful. But he knows all. And he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing with you. And because he loves you so much and he's a good, good father to you... All he's doing is out of love and out of care for you. Now, with that said, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity for those who don't know God and those who have stayed through this and walked through this episode with me, not knowing not knowing God or not accepting him and not having the spirit of God within you, I'm going to give you a chance right now to receive, to receive God's spirit within you so you can understand this more and understand the beauty of it 
and understand the majesty of it when we go into episodes six and seven about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and their roles within your life. And I encourage you to do so if, if the Lord's calling you. But before we do that, I want to go into one more verse. First John chapter five, verse 11 through 12. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life and his life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. So not just knowing his plan and understanding the Trinity, but by giving your life to Christ, you receive his son and you receive God's spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and you receive God into your heart. You receive all three into your heart and you receive the gift of salvation, which is more important than all of this. We can talk about this forever, but yet the most important thing is salvation, is to be able to spend eternity with God when he comes again or if you die before, you'll be able to spend eternity with him and with the Trinity. And that's the most important thing out of all this. So I'm going to pray right now and if you're feeling led and you're feeling like this is the time that the Lord is calling you to calling you home and calling you to receive his spirit into you and I want you to bow your head, close your eyes, take your hats off in respect and in reverence of what what is about to happen. Now repeat after me when I pray. Dear Lord, I believe in you. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose again. And I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you are the one and only God. And I'm giving my life to you. I'm asking for your spirit to come within me. So I may understand you more. I will serve you, Father, to the end of the age, because I believe that you are the one true God. I love you, Father. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, that is amazing. I am so happy for you. I am ecstatic. And this is a big, big moment. This is a big, this is the biggest moment in your life. And now if you if you accepted Christ. I know you're feeling, I know you're feeling something within you and I know there's something bubbling within you and that's the Lord's spirit, that's God's spirit within you. Already manifesting itself within you and showing you all the beautiful things that he has planned for you. Knowing that there is a great plan for you and yes, it's gonna be hard, but it's gonna be beautiful and he knows and he's your good, good father. So he's gonna love you all through it and he's never gonna give you something that you can't handle. But you have just given your life to Christ and now you're able to walk in faith with him. I encourage you to listen to this all over again. Now that you have Christ within you and God's spirit within you, I encourage you to listen to this episode over again. Because I I bet you 100% that the Lord is going to show you something new. And it's just going to make that much more sense to you. I'm so happy for you. I literally don't know what to do with myself because I can feel that someone has given their life to Christ on this episode. And for you who are out there, I love you. We all love you. The Lord Almighty is with inside you now. And he's so happy that you have finally left the door open to him. And he cannot wait to show himself to you. 
go celebrate enjoy this moment make it a big deal go if you don't have the word purchase a bible so you can study it and understand it because now that you have the lord's spirit within you you can go and understand more of what the bible is trying to say go get a cake go do something go have fun go celebrate go find a community go find a church because we the lord asked us to be in community and to worship him in community and to grow in community so go do that i promise you that you'll find you'll find his love for you every turn you take i'm so happy for you guys for all that you're listening thank you for listening to this this is episode five the trinity the planner part one we know that within the trinity that god's purpose for us is to is his plan for his plan for us in our lives and that we can trust in that plan jesus trusted in his plan so we can trust in his plan and that we have those who have given their life to christ and those who just have now have the holy spirit within you and so now we can understand his plan more and go through those challenging challenging times with faith knowing that we're going to grow and become the man or woman that god has always wanted us to be and always planned for us to be so know that the god is god is the planner he has the greatest plan that you could obviously imagine he knows the past present and future so why don't we trust him guys thank you for listening thank you for being here I love you guys. Again, try to get this out there to as many as you can so we can we can grow more in the Trinity and in his word. Guys, I love you. Thank you for being here. For those who just given your life to Christ, I am so happy for you. You just welcomed into a new family, and we are all so excited for you to be here. So thank you. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. I love you all. See ya.